What's going on everybody? We got L.A. Williams here today, the blind master, and he's going to be talking about the difference between wealth mindset and poverty mindset and getting into that. John is at a conference this week, so he's not with us, but L.A. rocks it out, man. Here he is right now. Gentlemen, welcome to the Purpose Infused Brotherhood, the podcast where men come to build, battle, and bond together be the best versions of themselves. If you're a man who's ever felt out of alignment with his purpose, then you're in the right place to reignite the fire and infuse male purpose into your life every single day. And now your hosts, John Doe and Clay Smeltzer. What's up, everybody? I'm super excited to be here today with the man, the myth, the legend, L.A. Williams. And I'm telling you what, guys, you are in for a treat today. If you don't come out of here with a smile and with energy, something's wrong with you. You got to go to the doctor, get your heart checked out. Okay, Uh, that's what we're talking about here today. And we are talking about poverty versus wealth with L.A. today. At the end, he's going to give you the top three tools to get into that wealth mindset uh, and really that wealth and growth mindset. I'm going to be kicking it out. L.A., is LA has been blind for 35 years. Uh, he gets to live in a world with no sight, only sound, tone, and inflection. In addition to being a personal finance coach, the vice president of Dealer Synergy, LA is also a very successful music producer. He has worked uh, and produced tracks with Dr. Dre, Little Wayne, Katy Perry, Karina Bradley, and scores. Additionally, LA has worked on movies as well. He's created musical scores, sound effects, and even does voiceovers. You do not want to miss this episode. You do not want to miss connecting with uh, LA because he is an incredible human being. He's not just a coach. He's an inspiration. And I'm going to say that as a brotherhood member, he is absolutely 100% an inspiration to me and the rest of the brothers. LA, say what's up, man. Ah, what's going on, man? Thanks for all that phrase and everything like that. I had to mail you a check later on, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no check necessary because that's just straight from my heart, man. Uh, you oh, are man. you are awesome and, and everybody's gonna get a ton of this. Uh we we love you and uh in the brotherhood and man, you just you bring such a dynamic to the table uh and such a perspective to the table. It is literally I love just hearing you talk and I'm always pumped and excited afterwards. So I know everybody listening here is going to be pumped and excited afterwards too. So, cool, man. so give them a, me. give us a, give us a win. We always start off here LA with a win for the week, as you know. So let's, uh, let's give a, what's a good win for the week that you can share with, with the listeners. Wow. So uh, first of all, I'm pumped up, fired up, super excited today, man. I'm telling you today is one of those character building days, right? <laughs> so they say, you know, you, you gotta, you know, you have one of those days where everything just goes your way. And then you got ways that days that things don't necessarily go your way, but of course those are character building days. And so, you know, I mean, all day long, you know, I kind of been dealing with stuff, but I, I'm excited because I was able to get through it. I worked with my team, you know, on just working with clients and all kind of cool stuff, man. It's just, you know, it's one of those fun things where there's challenges inside the office, outside the office, the challenges coming from every di- different direction. Yes. And, you know, like a baseball player, like the Phillies right now, you know what I'm saying? Don't, don't worry about game four, right? Uh, the rest of the games, you know what I'm saying? I'm smacking them all over the place, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I'm just extremely excited about it, so. Good deal, that's yeah. And, and that's the thing, man. It's it's just the working family, man. You, we, we're at work, we're at home. We got all these things. We're juggling all these different things. But, you know, really that fire five is, is, is what allows us to be able to not drift and stay center, stay in our purpose, stay in our lane, continue to go and achieve, have that time, that ownership of that time have our energy levels up and really just create those connections with our family. We really want to, because I think just what you said there too, is one of the things is, is as we get so busy, lots of times we feel like, you know, we're missing out on our family piece, you know, or I'm not there enough, you know, with the right. family piece. Have you, have you, have you ever felt that because of that juggle of time? Absolutely, man. I'm telling you, it's always, it's been a thing, right? You know, and you know, I mean, we can all say this, but it's like being a dad, you're like, man, I've never been a dad before, you know what I'm saying? So am I doing a good job? You know what I'm saying? It's one of those questions that, that lingers in your mind. And I think that, um, you know, it is one of those things that a lot of us think about. And so we just kind of have to make our own way. And I think if you have people that you can look up to and, you know, again, kind of check with and bounce ideas off of, that's why I love being a part of the brotherhood, man. Cause y'all know I'll check 
connect with y'all in the heart. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. And, and that's, that's the one thing too, is, is, is I love, because, you know, just like the conversations, you know, there's, there's a couple of brothers right now, they're going through some stuff, uh, some things med- medically happened and so forth. Uh, and the whole entire brotherhood is there for them. It's not yeah. just you going through it alone, just like fatherhood is not going it alone. There's so many other men in the brotherhood that man, we, when we go to sessions, like there's times we've talked about different yeah. things like, Hey, this and that. And, there isn't a blueprint. And sometimes we're like, all right, I think I messed it up. And sometimes we're like, ah, I think I'm killing it. And uh, that's where it's like, we want to be on that side of being purposeful and being on fire. That allows us to really make those connections we want. So um, let's jump into this week's topic. I'm excited about it um, because I think that we're going to have some great conversations here with it. Poverty versus wealth. And what we're looking at is really the mentality and mindset behind both the poverty mindset versus the wealth mindset uh, and then yeah. different some of those things as being a financial uh, advisor so you have some different definitely some different tools and stuff like that that we, we can help our listeners uh, wealth wise uh, and, and that but I also want to dive into that mindset so I, I want you to share some of your story growing up you know how okay. did you grow up how do you live now where <laughs> were you in a poverty mindset did you how did you get at like Let's hear the story. Let's hear the story. I totally get it, man. Those are some great questions. So, you know, one of the things I always tell people, I start with my name, right? Uh, They call me L.A. Williams, but it's actually short for Leslie Alexander Williams III, right? And I know my name sounds all regal as if I grew up having a whole lot of money or something like that. But if that's what you was thinking, (laughs) nothing coming, right? Because I didn't. I grew up in average and ordinary town America, probably just like most of the rest of our listeners. Mine is probably less than average ordinary, if I'm honest about it. It, right i grew up in north philly okay and uh those who know about north philly is not necessarily the prettiest section of town you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's the hood right so so growing up in that area was not the only challenge that i faced as clay already mentioned i'm totally blind right and so i lost my sight at the age of three so uh on my third birthday i had my 12th surgery and lost my sight completely and I'm not even saying that to get any kind of pity or anything like that. I'm more so sharing it because growing up, I was one of those kids where I wanted to be able to do all the stuff all the other kids did. You see what I'm saying? It was other kids outside riding their bike and stuff like that. Man, I wanted to ride my bike too. So what? I can't see. You know what I'm saying? I it was kids it. in the house playing video games and all kind of stuff. Guess what I wanted to do, Clay? Yep. Play video games. <laughs> you know, oh, Mario, I, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't like nobody putting limits on me based off what they think I can and cannot do. Right. And as I grew up, I kind of just started to see that there were some differences. Right. Because my mom, you know, she would take us places, free places. Right. We go to the beach and stuff like that. And there would be, you know, stuff to do and everything like that. But we couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. Right. We would go places and, you know, people be, be like all kind of nice things to eat and everything like that but we couldn't eat it. You see what I'm and so I, what I started to learn is that limits don't necessarily come from what other people say about you. A lot of times limits come from what your pockets say. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I did not want to be in that position. Oh my gosh, it burned me up. I don't care from a kid. Now here, not to say that I was not, you know, uh, satisfied, not to say that I wasn't, uh, you know, content with what I had. I just knew that I wanted more. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? And so that's kind of what I what I centered all of my energy around is, OK, how do we do this thing? How do I make it happen? Uh, and, you know, through me, you know, tapping into certain talents and things like that and then, you know, certain passions. I was able to, I was able to kind of get from, you know, North Philly, right? Yeah, to, yeah. And I ain't, I ain't saying I'm where I want to be yet, but um, I've been able to kind of grow from, look, zeros in my bank account to, you know, tens and hundreds and thousands and tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands. And now we're, we're crossing into the, the million dollar mark. So we're really yeah. excited about Nice, nice. And again, you got a huge amount of accomplishments. So it's awesome just to hear you say we're not even I, I know from you personally deal with it. You ain't even started yet. So I already oh, yeah. know that. I, I love it. I love it. And and that's one of the things, too, is like so growing up where you grew up and, and kind of in that that realm of no. I love what you said is not that limits, you know, and sometimes the limits come on pocket, come in your pocketbook. I think yeah. one of the things and, and I want to jump into this too is what were some of those limiting beliefs because one of mine I grew up in a trailer in the woods yeah. in the middle of Pennsylvania 
like a uh-huh. single wide trailer. I was a kid on a basketball team that didn't have the same shoes as everybody else because my parents were like, I ain't paying for it. <laughs> I'm like, all right, cool. I don't care because my shoes didn't tell me how good of a basketball player it was. Right, um, right. And and so to me, I grew up not having money. Like you said, when you when you said, you know, we went to the beach and we couldn't we didn't we saw that, but we couldn't do that. I was like, that was us, too. Like, we just didn't do it. Um, right. And uh, it, it, so for me, I grew up, but I was never in that spot where I felt ashamed of mm-hmm. of the the amount of money we had. I know we didn't right. have money. We, we we had what we needed. That was it. Mm-hmm. We didn't have actually. So let, let, let's talk about this, man, because, see, I think my mom did a good job of, you know, pretending like we yeah. didn't have money. Like, well, that wasn't the situation, right? But, I mean, there would be times where the electric was off, but we would just, we would, hey, what we need light for? I mean, I'm blind anyway as a kid, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> my sister yeah, you didn't care, yeah, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. My sister and all, we would, you know, like, play around stuff in the house and, you know, all kind of cool stuff. It was just, we would play games, like, okay, candles and all kind of stuff. My mom would take us to, let's say she might have had enough money for uh, McDonald's or something like that. So she'd get, get me and my sister something, but then she'd be like, Hey, I'm going to just take a bite to make sure it don't have no poison in it. Right. Yeah, we didn't realize she didn't have enough to get her food too. You see what I'm saying? It was I little got, stuff yeah. like that. You know what I'm so things where it was hidden, like it was like, okay, we don't have money, but we ain't going, we ain't going to act like we don't have no money. We still learned, we still had home training and all kind of stuff like that. Right. And those, those are the kind of things that would happen. I mean, for me growing up, uh, you mentioned that I'm a music producer and I do production engineer and all that kind of cool stuff. Well, I didn't have my first keyboard, like real keyboard where I could play like I had a little toy keyboard but I didn't have a real for until I was 24 years old mm. right something that I bought for myself so again sometimes you know being having a you know kind of being in poverty uh, it blocks our children's blessings like one of the things for me Jeremiah is all into basketball and all that kind of stuff well I pay the money that it takes in order for him to be on teams and you know yeah. have a coach and all kind of stuff like that because again you know I didn't have instruments you know what I'm saying? I didn't have yep. certain key things and even though I was talented with music what if what if I wasn't able to express that, right? Thank God we had, you know, school instruments and schools that, that I could capitalize off of and really show my talents and abilities. Yeah. So again, that's something that uh, when we're impoverished and we have that, we're kind of in near poverty, uh, we can't express ourselves the way that uh, we mm-hmm. might like to. That's that, that's so good. And, and lots of times, you know, because I lived in a, an area that was, I didn't want to say it was poverty, but it was low income. Um, we all were about the same. Uh, my family lived all around. We we were all pretty much about the same. What is it that that kind of generational mindset of that poverty kind of mindset? Because um, I think one of the things there is like I always heard like money's money's evil. You know, money's the root of all evil. That kind of stuff. You know, what are what are your thoughts on some of that limiting beliefs or this generational things there? Because again, we're talking about poverty mindset versus wealth mindset, and also. Uh, we have, you know, our abundance mindset versus our, what's the, what's the, uh, I just forgot the other one. Scarcity (laughs) mindset. Exactly. Here's what I'll say um, that happens. A lot of times, you know, people take pride in being poor, right? Mm. They think that that's, there's something, you know, stoic about it. Like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like it takes, it takes a certain kind of person to do that. Yeah. Okay. We want to, right. <laughs> they, you, you hear stories like they, they try to quote the Bible um, saying stuff like, oh, you know, it, it, a rich man getting into heaven is like, you know, putting the, you know, a camel through a need eye of a needle and all that kind of stuff. <clears throat> you see what I'm saying? So People take pride in that kind of stuff. And so I actually used to think that I'm like, man, you know, it takes so much to have a million dollars, man. There's no way you got to hurt so many people in order to have a million dollars. I used to think that people that are millionaires can't believe in God. I really used to think that nonsense, you know what I'm saying? But um, again, I had to learn that that's not the case at all. As a matter of fact, prop the more money, see, see money, money that people don't realize are certificates of servitude, right? Mm. The more people you serve, the more money you have, like literally it's, it's, it's a yeah. thank you for serving people. And so if you're serving God's people, man, I'm telling you, he's going to bless you with it. It's just so many different thought processes. Again, that we aren't taught. It's like, you know, growing up, it's like, oh, well, you don't have to have money. Money isn't everything. 
Okay, it's not, but in order, for, let, let, let me see you live a quality life without some, right? I said yep. money's like oxygen, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, yeah. I, it's one of them things like I ain't, you, you can't, well, it, I, it's, it's, it's a little less important than breathing, right? <laughs> it's one of those things. But it's but still it's important. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. It's up there. I think that, you know, we got to have uh, a financial certain health, right? You got to have emotional yep. health. We got to have, uh, you know, mental health. We got to have physical health there's there's it's one of the pillars of life right and yes. most people just try to live life and they don't have a, it's like, like you were sitting on a three-legger stool but yeah. one of those legs is off a week you go on top all over you see what you I'm saying? Over. oh yeah one of those legs. absolutely what's what what's one of the things that because you said I, I love what you said there you talk about you know your your physical health your mental health your financial oh. health is in there what's one of those things that you kind of do to keep because you know just like you go to the gym for your physical health, you read, you journal for your mental health. What's one of those things that you do for your financial health? Well, this is, this is a great question. So I think that people need to learn some of the simple things about money and finance, right? Mm -hmm. And so the very first one, and people will disagree with me and all that different type of stuff, is <clears throat> saving money, right? You got to learn how to set some money aside. Now, okay, uh, LA, everybody said don't save money because you can't get wealthy saving money. Yeah, I get that. But that's if you're starting from something, right? If <laughs> you've got something mm -hmm. coming in. But if you don't have anything, see, money is, is like a magnet. So money attracts other money, right? Yeah. I've been in a situation, Clay. I don't know if you've ever been in a situation. You don't have no money, right? And the people, somebody, you be asking somebody, oh man, you got that $20 you owe me? No, I ain't got it. I ain't got it, right? But as soon as you got some money, then somebody go, oh, hey, go that $20. You'd be like, yo, where was you at last week? You know what I'm saying? Because <laughs> I could use that like, uh, you know, two weeks yeah, ago, you know. Exactly. That's my point. And so what happens is when we begin to save money, and uh, I've learned from the richest man in Babylon, you got to start, you got to start with a minimum of 10%. 10% is the goal. Now, here's the thing. I used to think, oh, there's no way I can save 10%, right? And I had an old lady one to tell me one time. She said, LA, she said, baby, if you got $100 and you spend $100, you're not going to have everything you want. And if you got $100 and you spend $90, you're still not going to have everything you want. But at least you got $10. And I said, <laughs> oh, my, it just made so much sense to me. Right? That's great. So from that moment on, I said, you know what? Anytime somebody gives me, I don't care, $10, one of those dollars is disappearing. I'm putting it in as a, it's a foundation. It's my yeah. magnet. It's what pulls other money to me, right? And so, you know, since then, I can kind of, you know, I graduate from the 10%. I'll be like, okay, cool. Let me up it to 12.5%. Let me up the 15%. Let me up the, you see what I'm saying? So I'll up the yep. numbers, but you cannot. Some people say 5%. I don't see. I've never seen that work, right? It's 10%, right? It's, there's a certain percentage. There's a math to wealth that a lot of people just don't know because they've never been taught. Number one, I guess the first thing, of course, you have to seek out the information, right? Yep. Because in today's age, right, all, all the information is out there, right? We just got to be seeking it. See, growing up, when we grew up, Clay, you know, you wanted to get access to information. Me as a blind guy, that was not happening. You see, yeah. If it wasn't a book on tape, right? Yeah. And as a dyslexic <laughs> guy, it, as a dyslexic yeah. guy, it wasn't happening for me to do. You got, hey, go to the library, read a book. I'm like, yeah, that ain't happening. Man, right, exactly. So nowadays, man, information is just so accessible, yeah. right? Folks like I'm gonna mention my man Cole, you know what I'm saying? Like he's living in a whole different era. Oh, yeah. You know, it's tell you, it's just some phenomenal stuff. So, but that is the beginning. Uh, regardless of what folks want to say, the, they say, uh, I, I talk about it, and I, I we're putting together. Can we can we drop a little hint real quick? Yeah, go ahead. We're, we're putting together a um uh, you know, a, a course, right? Something that we're teaching people yep. about money and how it works. And right. One of the very first steps, right. It's and in, in, in the richest man in Babylon, they talk, they call it start by purse to fattening, right? The very first thing you got to do is start setting aside that 10%. I right. stand on that. So yep. no, I, I, step, that's what you got to do. Nice. And I love it. It's just, it's something that is, is usable. It, mm -hmm. it can be implemented right now, you know, yeah. and I love that. It's very simple too. You know, if you got, if you have $10 coming in, you're putting a dollar away of it. You got a hundred. It doesn't matter what comes in. If you take 10% of that, put it to the side. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think one of the things that my wife and I have done, uh, because, you know, like I say, I grew up poor, she grew up poor. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it's neat to see the me different mentality between she grew up poor, but was ashamed of it. I grew up poor and I didn't care <laughs> about it. So it's, it's neat to see the different things that we talk about and how we mesh those two things. Because when we met, we met nine nine years ago now. And when I met her, she was paycheck to paycheck. 
um, out of a divorce. Um, you know, so she was with it one kid. I was out of a second divorce, fighting legal custody, all that kind of stuff, working two jobs. I was literally living on $972 a month. And wow. um, and then whatever I would make at the bar and tips, that's that was for food for my kids. So it was chicken patties and and that kind of stuff. So what happened? So, to so watch this. If somebody would have told you, right, mm -hmm. that listen, I know you're living on nine hundred seventy-two, right? But if you're living on nine hundred seventy-two, you can live off of eight hundred and seventy-five. You yep. got to set ninety-seven dollars aside, brother, right? You got to do it, yep. right? Now here's the thing: I don't even. I'm not even saying that the first couple times you do it, you won't need to use it. I'm not even saying that, right? Mm. I'm listen because well, the first time I did it, look. I was probably making about you know uh, whatever it was fifteen hundred dollars a month or so when I went out and I was like you know what I'm gonna set aside one hundred fifty dollars right it was hard you know what I'm saying <laughs> first yep. time I spent it second time I spent it third time I spent it the fourth time though I was able to leave it alone right yeah. and then and yo let me tell y'all let me just tell y'all a silly story guys tell you a silly story <laughs> do it do it. Man, so I don't know what it was, right? But I guess even being blind and stuff like that, we want stuff, right? You know, I was kind of, you know, I like ladies and everything like that. So I wanted this, I wanted this TV, man, that was like 300 and something, whatever dollars, right? And so I was like, man, I got to start saving money. So I set aside my 150, right? I set aside my second 150. When I set aside the third 150, I was like, ooh, I could buy the TV. But I'd rather not think I like my money a little bit more, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So oh, I didn't yeah. even want the stinky TV no more. I'd yep. rather have my money, right? Yep. And that's, you know, I'm just telling you all the, the, the maturation process that I went through. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think a lot of people do that, you know, like I say, like when, you know, for, for my wife and I going back to that is like, we met each other when we didn't have money. Yeah. We then were able to get to a place where we could, you know, we uh -huh. could buy a house. We never thought we were going to get there. And like you said, when money attracts money, we started doing that one process of what you said. Now, it wasn't 10%, but it was like, hey, we could actually save something now. Let's put yeah. this aside. Let's put this aside. And I think it was like within three months, we had we were able to save like $10,000 living paycheck to paycheck. It was crazy. You were like, where did this stuff come from? Like, how did we do this? You know, um, and that's where it's like, as we go, I think one of the things that we fell into, and I think this is this was what happened. So I want you to kind of, what are your thoughts on this is for us? You know, we got into the, and also I'm asking you this question for my own personal self uh, right now anyways. Um, so for the listeners and for me, but so like for us, you know, we got to a point where now like we save, we we put every single month, we're putting a thousand dollars back in, in the savings account. You know, sometimes you got to use it for cars or stuff like this, but that's what we do every single month. Boom. And, um, but one of the things that we, we didn't have money and then, so we couldn't do things. Mm -hmm. We ended up now we're in a position where we do make enough money where we can do things. And that's where we kind of got a little excited, not excited, but we, we just because we couldn't before now we could, we didn't really have that extra plan to, to take it to the next level. What would you suggest to somebody who is kind of, I mean, I'm asking for myself, but other people, yeah, I think we get into that. We can do these things, mm -hmm. but it doesn't mean like, so eating out, maybe vacations, things like that. But you want to go to that next level, too, because what we're talking about is moving. We've moved from poverty. Now we've moved into that middle area. And then we yeah. want to take from that middle area to move to that wealthy area. So Absolutely. what do you say is that that kind of transition phase, if you if somebody is in that spot where we're described like, hey, we have money, we're 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 doing all right, but we want to kind of go to that next level. What's what's that thought process? What what's, what are kind of steps do you think? Yeah, the thing is, so you got to learn how to make money, right? You got to learn how to make money. And because just making the regular money that you're already making is not going to get you to where you want to go. I'm just telling you that right now. Yep. Number two, you got to learn how to keep money, right? Because keep making Ooh. it and keeping it is two totally different things, right? Because like you said, things come up, oh, yep. the vacation, oh, this, and we want to do that and all that. So you got to learn how to keep money. And then you got to learn how to multiply money. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm talking about multiplying money, yes, I'm talking about investing and you can invest in a bunch of different ways. Right. Uh, you can invest in yourself and education and all kind of stuff like that. If you get smarter. Right. What's going to happen? You're going to be able to make more money. You'll be able to you'll be better at keeping money and then you can multiply money. You can have we got to understand things like the rule of 72. Right. We got to make sure that we get how money works. Simple things like that, like the rule of 72 saying, hey, take your interest rate, whatever it is you're getting, divide it into the number. 72 and that's how many years it's going to take for your money to double 
right? So if mm. I were to ask the average and ordinary person, let's say, you know, we put $1,000 in the bank, right? How long should it take to, to double to 2,000? What would you say? How, how long would you say it should take for, you know, just put, you put your money in the bank, you have $1,000. How what, long a save, in the savings account? Yeah. Mm-hmm. To $1,000? Yeah, let's say you, you put so, a thousand. Yeah, so you put a thousand in, and it goes to two thousand. Uh, it's probably I, I would say like sixty years. Sixty years. Okay, cool. So now watch <laughs> this. Check this out. It it would take sixty years if you were getting a one point, let's just say one point two percent interest rate, right? But on our savings accounts, we're not getting that. We're getting more like a 0.2 percent interest rate, right? Yeah. Let's say if it it's, was, a, if it's actually saying, it's actually point. Uh, some of them, the majority, we, and this is funny that you're talking about this because I'm actually in the chapter I'm teaching to my kids about simple interest uh, and mm-hmm. my students, and we'll actually talk about this. We'll actually go mm-hmm. through. So the average savings account, I believe it is 0.06 percent. Mm-hmm. The average mm-hmm. savings account. Point zero six percent. So I was being generous. Let's play with the point two percent. Let's play with that 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 uh, imaginary world that I just yeah. created. Right? And that's so not, even that. <laughs> not even one percent. Not even one percent. It's point two percent. Listen, yeah. Let's even if we said, let me let's do this. Point two five percent. Let me get your boost, okay? Oh yeah. Point two five percent, right? So check this out. If you were getting a 1% interest rate, it's going to take 72 years, mm-hmm. right? If you're getting a 0.5% interest rate, what's that going to do? It's going to double your years. That's 148, 144 years, right? If it's 0.25%, it's going to take 288 years yeah. for your money to double. Ain't none of us going to be around here 288 nope. years later. That's I don't even right. know if this podcast is going to be around. You know what I'm saying? We hope and all that. Kind of, it's we not going to be around 288 years from now. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? So what we got to do is we got to say, goodness gracious, that low interest, that is doing nothing for us, right? And so we got to learn about way better ways to, to grow our money. Now, I'm not saying, hey, you know what? Let's go and gamble our money. Let me get, try to double my money right now. But that's that's a foolish way of, of, yeah. of, of you know, uh, treating money anyway. You know, they talk about trying to make a dollar out of 15 cents or trying to, you know, when you force uh, gold to impossible earnings, right? Mm-hmm. You guys will learn if you read one of my favorite books, The Five Laws the five laws of Gold, right? Um, well, it's actually called The Richest Man in Babylon. But inside that book, there's a chapter called The Five Laws of Gold. One of them is when you try to force, you know, uh, gold to impossible earnings, it's, it, it flees you. And you got to mm-hmm. think of it like, what if somebody was trying to put you to work and make you do like magic and all kinds of stuff? You'd be like, man, I ain't getting out of here, man. I ain't yeah. out of this guy. And that's exactly what gold does, right? That's what money does. So let me answer your question. So we talked about, so I talked about investing. So what we want to do is we want to find opportunities where our money can work for us in, in something that makes sense. I believe that if I'm growing money, like for even from my emergency fund, right? The money I just need to get my hands on right away. Look, four to 6% is totally fine, right? Four to 6%. I don't want my money. It ain't got to be all aggressive, anything like that. If I'm looking like for college funds and stuff like that for Jeremiah, I'll say eight to 9%, something like that, right? But for retirement, listen, I need a 12 plus percent return on my mm-hmm. money, right? Because 12 goes into 72, six times every six years, that money doubles, right? And so okay, there's so, little okay. things like that, that, that if we learned about money, if you're getting a 77.2% interest rate, it's going to take 10 years. Said, this is just how it works, right? Um, and so these are some of the, the keys. I apologize. I'm saying it the opposite way, but y'all, y'all understand what I'm saying. Y'all, y'all learning the numbers, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yes. <laughs> if you I'm learning. I'm like the rule 72. What is that? But now it makes sense. I mean, again, I teach math. So all these mm. things I'm like, Ooh, okay. Let's okay. Now I'm getting, I, I, I like it. Absolutely, man. So that's, those are the kind of conversations that we need to be having. Again, Jeremiah learned the rule of 72 at seven years old, right? Mm-hmm. Just reading my little documents and things like that. I don't know how well he understood it, but he's definitely been exposed to it, right? Yeah. I constantly have conversations with him about saving money. So again, um, we got to spend time learning about investing. We got to play the game. People like, some people say, especially where, where folks I, where I come from, oh, I don't know about that investing stuff, so I'm not doing it. Okay, well, um, you not being in the game is going to cause you to lose anyway. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, so, yeah. 
and then some people like, oh, you know, they're so conservative, right? And so they'll be like, oh, they get like the acorn app, right? They say, I'm an acorn, I'm gonna save my change, right? What is that doing? I'm gonna invest in change. Come on, brother, that's not really making no money for you, right? You have to pick a month. Let's let's say say a 25 year old, right? Saving $158. If you save $158 a month, which is less than $40 a week, right? At age 25, and if you're 25 years old, you probably got $40 a week. What you mm-hmm. wasting that on, right? Mm-hmm. And so you can have a million dollars at by the age of 65. Like you can do that in 40 years, right? You just, it, it's not 0% interest, right? We got to make sure we get in the, you know, let me give you a simple rule. Cause I know the rule of 72 can be a little complicated. Let me do this for you, right? So let's say whatever amount of money you want to, you want to make, right? Let's say you're like, well, how do I get a million dollars? Okay. Well, what you got to do is say, all right, let me take, let me, let me t- take that number, right? Let me uh, take away three zeros, right? So now I'm at a uh, hundred thousand, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, no, well, I'm sorry, <laughs> that was that's only taking away one zero, right? I'm looking at a thousand dollars, right? A thousand dollars a month. If you if you only got twenty years to do it, right, then you can save a, a million dollars in 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 twenty years if mm-hmm. you're saving at a ten percent interest rate, right? Yeah. Literally, like there's little there's simple things that you can do. If you're like, hey, you know what? I want to be able to retire with a certain amount of money. How much? How much uh, income would you? Let's say when you retire, right? How much income would you like to come in on a monthly basis? When I retire, yeah. Man. How much money would you want coming in on a monthly basis? I love it. Oh, like and a- maybe I should ask you, like, for the average ordinary person, not you. Oh, I was gonna say. I was thinking like a. <laughs> 150 200k you know that was like that, that'd be great you know coming in and, retirement right okay so you mean you mean annually yeah yeah annually yeah, okay yeah. cool all right cool so then all right cool so let's say uh the number is a hundred and I'm just kind of do it a, a basic number like 180k i'm just trying to do something with with the math right to keep it keep it real simple okay so 180k divide that by 12 for us real quick oh I got to get my calculator. I can't do this. Stuff about 15,000. Right? That's 15,000, right? Yes. So, so, okay, cool. So if I want to have $15,000 a month coming in, then what I need to do is let me add, uh, let's, let's add uh, three zeros to that. Okay. One, two, three. Got it. So now that's what? $1.5 million. Yep. Okay. And then I need to double it. So I need $3 million in order to have yeah. $15,000 a month coming in. Gotcha. See how that works? So if you, they, I'm just, and so it's, it's a real simple calculation yeah. or you just add three, whatever amount of money you want coming in every month, you add three zeros to it and you double. Now, some people say, okay, well just multiply it by 200 and I, right, but some people trying to do that. I'm trying to make it simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to give you some simple numbers. No, I, lo- I like it. Cause you put three zero. You t- I, I heard you take three zeros off mm-hmm. and I heard you put three zeros on. So it's nice, yeah. it's nice easy thing there that you can mm-hmm. do. Uh, and it makes sense too, because I, I think that's what people want too. Is something that is like the rule of seventy-two. That sounds yeah. pretty simple. Uh, yeah. Now it, it'll take for me, you know, going through it a little, a couple times. I would be like, ah, yeah, okay, I got you now. I got you now. Uh, and that's just any math that you got to take a little bit of practice to 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 understand it. But I think one of those things. These are some of the simple things that I, I like what we're doing in the conversation we're having because it is switching from that poverty mindset. Because I think about when you ask me what what I want when I retire. You know, it was three years ago. I wouldn't have told you, one hundred fifty thousand a month, two hundred thousand a month. But three years ago, I'd be like, I don't even think I could be a millionaire. Now yeah. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to be a multimillionaire. Nobody's going to know it. I love it. Like that's one of our my wife's and I's goals is to be a multimillionaire. And nobody know it because uh, we don't like we we have found out that we don't like fancy stuff. <laughs> so we're like, no, I don't want like we just want some land. Give us some bars, you know, like. Give us mm-hmm. some play toys, stuff like that. You know, house in Florida. We just want to be where our kids are at and be able to do things and 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 have that. Uh, you know, so like that's why I like the other day I posted that with my uh, uh on my truck because I'm like I love when people post on their Lamborghinis. Well, most of the time it's not their Lamborghini; it's somebody else's. They just walked up next to it, took a picture with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I love that. I took I took a picture with my Tacoma, my 2010 Toyota Tacoma because I love it. So. But just like that, you know, and I think that's one of the things like my poverty mindset from my past really limited me to my thinking. But what it also did was limited me. I It ended up putting a, <clears throat> a glass ceiling on what my what my abilities actually are, 
mm-hmm. no, because it, it limited me. Because I, oh, again, I was that. a teacher and I was like, hey, well, the only thing I could do is make on my pay scale. And that's false. Mm-hmm. You know, that's false. Absolutely, man. I'm telling you, mindset is everything, right? And so, again, if, if again, I subscribe to the thought process, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're, you're usually right. right, right? Mm-hmm. That's the situation, right? And so the other thing that we got to do, and as a blind person, I do think about this all the time, is I never allow the things that I can't do to distract from the things that I can do. There's mm-hmm. a lot that I can do, right? And most of us don't sit and explore yeah. what are the things that I can do? What do I do really well? Um, I just had a conversation with that. I, I know this ain't nothing. It is wealth, but it ain't necessarily wealth, but it's, it's about the mindset, mindset. right? Yep. So people, people don't realize that there is, you know, you know how they talk about there's stuff that you know that you don't know, right? And there's stuff that you know that you know, right? Yep. Well, there's a lot of stuff that you don't know that you know. You don't realize okay that you are talented in so many key areas. Mm. See, for me, I'm going to just give an example, right? So for me, I've been listening to phone numbers, like the actual touch tones, right? I've been listening to those things for years and years and years. And so I can likely listen to you dial some numbers on your phone and I can say what numbers you're dialing, right? And so to me, that's pretty normal, right? But when I did it in front of my friend, he was like, yo, that's crazy. (laughs) I just thought that too. And I was just like, dude, that's sick. That's awesome. That's what I'm saying. But see, there's things that you have, uh, Clay, that I'd be like, you could do what? You know what I'm saying? And especially I I would pay you to teach it to me. There's in every listener, there are some things that you are that you do well that someone would pay you to teach them, but you don't even realize it because you think it's normal. You think it's basic. You think everybody can do it, but it's not the case. And so when you want to talk about making money, that's one of the aspects of it that I'm talking about. You you are talented at something that you don't realize you're talented. You don't know that you know this. You don't know that you have this ability, but you do. And once you discover it, once you figure it out, right? And there's a lot of ways to do that. You can ask people, what's the number one thing people compliment you on, right? Show other folks how to do that same exact thing and get them to pay you to do it tell you it's yeah. simple ways to make money out here oh yeah and that's that's the kind of where i was you know what i mean is 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 taking that and you know taking my background in education taking what i went through and experienced that's kind of where the brotherhood came from is my yeah. experiences and being like dude i know other men feel like this and i thought i was the only one and then i figured out well there's a lot of other people who feel like i do you know who exactly. feel your energy levels are through the roof. You feel like you got so much shit going on. You're tired all the time. You feel like, you know, I got work. I'm so busy at work. I'm so busy at home. I'm not really sure how to like finagle all this stuff that's going on. And that takes away from your energy. It takes away from your relationships with your kids. And as a dad and, and your and your spouse, and as a dad and a husband, I sat there. I was like, dude, I don't, this is, I don't feel like I'm building the strong enough relationships that I really want to build with my kids. And, mm-hmm. and my and my wife and I'm like I just can't keep doing this. So that's where the brotherhood came from, and that's what we help men do is do that um, through the Fire Five. And and it's just that that is so true right there. What you just said is those different things come out of that. And there's so many things. And I think one of the other pieces for me when I first started, because you said about people making money and using their talents to help that and to teach other people that. One of the yeah, first things and I want, I want everybody listener to hear this too, is that you can do it. I was the one who thought I couldn't do it. And now we have a brotherhood that works and is awesome and it's growing. And the thing is, is what was holding me back from doing that was my limiting beliefs in money. That's yeah. what it was. It wasn't, it didn't have anything to do if I, if I felt like I could teach and help people. It was the fact that I didn't think I could make money. Wow. And that came back to how I, how I grew the, the experience I had when I grow up in that poverty yeah. mindset versus that wealth mindset. I have, I have done a lot of money block work. I worked with a money block coach to uh-huh. unblock some of those things because, because it was holding me back and it was limiting that ceiling. It's crazy how money and finance yeah. finances go into uh, so many pieces. I mean, number one <laughs> reason why people get divorced 
You know what yeah. I mean? Like relationships. They, 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 people talk about that all the time. They say 56% of uh, marriages end in divorce yeah. because of a lack of finances, right? I think there's some other stuff in there, but you know, I'm telling you, there's some other challenges, right? Yeah. But man, I, and I think the other thing is that people aren't, lo- when I learned the law of compensation, right? You know, there's some laws, some, some laws in the world and all of that mm-hmm. kind of stuff, right? That law of gravity, you know, law of vibration, law of attraction, right? The law of compensation is one of those laws and no one ever taught it to me. And so, but once I, once I found, finally learned it, it made sense because literally you can make money doing anything in this world. Mm. You literally get, you can make money doing anything in this world. And if you apply the law of compensation, I'm telling you, it just is going to make so much sense to you. It's going to make so much. Sense. The law of compensation is. I'm, glad you asked. So- <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there and go, I think I know what it is, but I'm like, so yeah, I'm the just- law of compensation says you are paid your your money your compensation is in direct proportion with what it is that you do your ability to do it and the difficulty there is in replacing you okay the the amount of money that you receive is in direct proportion with what you do right so some people you know hey listen they might be great at washing cars okay well that's awesome right some people are great at doing heart surgery right and so the thing that you do it it does start with that right but Mm -hmm. i'm not saying you can't make a lot of money washing cars because there are a bunch of people who do don't they Oh, yeah. Absolutely. People got car washes and all kinds of stuff. So you might be great at washing cars. Now, your ability to do it. Or is it like, oh, wow, that's a great job? Or is it you kind of like half-assing it with? You know what <laughs> Which one is it, right? Are you a great heart surgeon? Or are you one of them ones that's like, mm, yeah. Hey, right. I think, I'll, I'll, think, I'll right. think I'll just do okay today. You know what? Right. You know. Exactly, right? So, so those things. And then check this out. The difficulty there is in replacing you. Well, here's the thing. Even though you wash cars and you're great at it, well, the guy down the street does the same thing. But the heart surgeon, um, we're going to look along high and wide until we can find another one that's as great as you. See, for me, being an engineer, you know, it was one of those things where I was specifically gifted at it, right? Because I got, you know, people like, oh, you got good ears and all that, whatever. We ain't going into that. But I was really good at being an engineer. And I was literally one of the best. People said I was one of the best engineers on the entire East Coast of America, right? So nice. the difficulty, if you want to find, if you want to replace me, you got to go all the way across the Mississippi River. You understand what I'm saying? And so that is the thought process. You got to be thinking about that. What you do, how well you do it, and the difficulty there is of replacing you. For me, right, when it comes to being a financial coach and all like, there's a bunch of people who could, you know, be your financial coach, but there's no one like me. Yes. There's no one who can explain things the way that I do. There's no one who has the same energy as me. There's no one who has the same passion. You, it's going to be really difficult for you to find another blind master. <laughs> I love it. And, and that is so true. And, and, and think about it. And that is, it, it's incredible as we talk about here, because what we're doing is, is we've moved from that poverty mindset of I'm stuck mm-hmm. to that middle mindset of going, well, I'm not stuck, but I'm also not sure. You're if still I feel limited. If I can, yeah. I don't hear it. You're limited. Yeah. yeah, you're limited. Yeah, you're limited to, I don't know if I can do that. No. Now if we're moving over into to the wealth mindset of going, yeah, we got this. Let's go kick Absolutely. some ass. Listen, if you're experiencing limits in your life that you haven't like created on purpose, like, so I'm not talking about discipline, right? That's something totally different, right? I'm not, and I even like to use the word devotion. I'm so devoted to something. There are certain things that I will not do, right? That's yeah. not what I'm talking about. But you're, if you're experiencing limits, then uh, I promise you, you're not where you want to be, right? Yeah. You got to get to a place. People are like, oh, I don't need to be wealthy. I don't need to. Okay, you saying that now until your child needs a surgery that costs $50,000 that your insurance is not going to pay for. Now you can be like, oh, you know, where's the answer, buddy? Right? <laughs> it's a whole different conversation, right? Is, and I'm yeah. not even, again, I'm going to say it again. I'm not one of those guys that thinks that, you know, money is the most important thing. Again, I, we all understand. People say something, you know, one of the dumbest things we say, we say time is money. Mm-hmm. You ever people say that before? Time yeah. is money. Time is money. Lies, right? Time is way more important than money. Absolutely. You understand what I'm saying? Because think about it. if you if you were you know on your dying bed, right? And now you all this surgery, it'll cost you fifty thousand, but all you had was fifty thousand in your bank account. You'd exchange every single penny for another day on earth. Yep. You understand what I'm saying? Like 100%. to get some more years, you. Tra- but listen, I bet you like if if you didn't have no money, right? And you and I said, hey, listen, I'll I'll write you a check right now, Claire. You want to be a millionaire? No problem, buddy. I'm gonna write you a check right now for a million dollars. It's gonna make you a millionaire. 
but you got to die tomorrow. He was like, never mind. Nah, I'm, I'm cool. Good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and so this is why I'm saying what I'm saying. Time is more important than money. Here's the other uh, aspect of it. A lot of us want to make more money, more money, more money. That is, might be the problem, right? It's not about making more money. It's about making the same money you've been making a little faster, right? Yeah, yeah. Because think about it like this. You can make, most of us have made $3,000 before, right? You can make $3,000 know, in a month, right? And that'll pay you $36,000 in a year, right? But what if you started making $3,000 in a week? Ooh, right? It's a whole different conversation. Now we talk about, now we had 150 What if you started making $3,000 in a day? Mm. That's a million dollars for a year. That's good. So people don't really get, you know, what a lot of, they don't, they don't understand the difference. I'm trying to tell you, see a million dollars. If I were to ask you, is a million dollars a lot of money? What would you say? Yes or no? Uh, no, now you, I would have said a you know, right? couple years ago, I would have been like, yeah. oh yeah, you know, right. The, 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 the answer is it depends, right? It Correct. depends on how fast you make it. Cause think about it. If you make 25,000 a year over 40 years, you know, made a million dollars but you're not rich by any stretch of the imagination, yeah. right? But if you say make that same million dollars over one year, now you're starting to, if you make that same million dollars in one month, mm -hmm. you understand what I'm saying? So it's about the measure of time that mm -hmm. it takes you. Now, listen, I ain't saying, you know, we got to go for these get rich quick scheme. That's not saying, but what I am saying is that we don't want to just subscribe to the get rich never scheme called our jobs, right? Yeah. Listen, job is great. You got to have a job. I think it's awesome. It's just not a tall enough ladder for you to reach the goals that you want to reach. Mm -hmm. Why is that the only ladder you're climbing? Right. We need to check and see, OK, let me look at the, the people that's at the top of the ladder up there. What are they making? OK, if they're not living the lifestyle you want to make. Right. If they don't, if you don't want their life, don't take their advice. Right. And so what I say is, hey, even though you might have this ladder holding you up, it's only enough to let you grab onto the next ladder so you can climb that thing. Mm -hmm. Yes, man. Listen, don't get me fired up. <laughs> I was just letting you roll, man. You were good. Uh, no, no, I, I, I love it because it is really true. And, and and so many people are on that, um, you know, on that ladder. And that's what I was taught. Go to school, get a good education, get a good job, yeah. um, get a white picket fence, have two kids, two and a half kids. And uh, I don't know it. how the half came in, <laughs> but whatever, <laughs> you know, maybe was, <clears throat> you know, but do that and everything's going to be peachy. Well, I did that twice and it didn't work out yeah. twice. And uh, now my wife and I are, are, are doing something totally different. Um, because I'm so proud it works of out. Like, yeah, right now, I'm so proud of y'all. Don't make yeah. no sense, man. Because I watch you, man, and I'm so cool. I'm so gifted. I'm so excited, right? That I get to be a part of your journey, right? I, I you know, when I first kind of came into the brotherhood, I didn't really know what it was. About. I, I didn't get it, right? But man, the more I get to know you as a person, and you know, I got to spend time at your house and everything like that. I see what your wife is doing with the, you know, with the personal, the coaching and the, you know, like the training stuff and everything, the nutrition and everything. I'm like, yo, man, you guys are on the y'all on. Y'all doing the doggone thing. Y'all making this thing happen. I said, you know, you building courses and all kinds of stuff. I'm like, this is the life. This is what yeah. I'm talking about. I always wanted a friend that I could really, you know, I got friends that's, you know, multimillionaires like you're talking about, but they already kind of been there, done that. They ain't trying to grind it out with you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Then I got that's friends right. that's you know, nowhere and stuff like that, man. But I'm saying, so I find somebody who is literally on the climb at the same Man, I'm saying it's nothing like it. Yeah, it's nothing it like having somebody up here that's right there with you, the brother, right? And Absolutely. ladies, you know, <laughs> ladies, right? But literally, somebody that's right there with you that's ready to grind a dog on thing out with you, and y'all can lean on one another. Man, I'm telling you, it's nothing like it. 100%. Love it. Love it. Awesome. Man, we are going to. So give us a. Let's go into that. Uh, what do we got? Let's, let's start wrapping some things up here. Okay. So the wealth mindset, what is one of those key area, key, key points of having that wealth mindset? Okay. So these aren't the tools, right? This no, no, we're going to go to the tools next. <laughs> okay. We're going to go, what's All that, right. what's that key by? Cause I really want to kind of look at that little, little bit. I think we're missing a little tiny piece of that mindset aspect uh, mm -hmm. uh, of that wealth mindset. Um, yeah. What's one of those key points in that wealth mindset? Cause that, that's also a growth mindset as well. 
Yeah. Oh, absolutely, man. You again, we talk about limiting, right? Like, see, nothing ever stays still, right? There's nothing that's just either you're growing or you're dying, right? Mm. And so you got to say, you know what, man, growing is everything. I can't have a fixed mindset. If you think things can't change, that's having a fixed mindset, right? If you know that things you know like you know like you know that anything in this it all it all can change listen the only thing that's constant is change right so so we already understand that and so we got to be we got to be willing to say hey you know what what do i need to do asking questions i think so many people always want to make statements well that ain't how that works that ain't shut up you know know what i'm saying you gotta put yourself in ask questions hey well how can i do such and such how can i do that all right and then when you start asking questions you start getting answers right my man one of my good friends, man, Mark Victor Hansen, he wrote a book called Ask. Man, I'm telling you, the power of questions is absolutely amazing. So, um, you know, when you want to talk about a when you want to talk about a wealth mindset, you're absolutely right. Growth is you got to start with that, man. You yep. got to start with that. Absolutely, 100. percent Love it. And ask the more questions. I've I've learned that the better questions I ask, the more I get to learn, and the more I become aware that I know I need to become sure. yeah. more aware. <laughs> that's the whole the whole end of it the gist is i i gotta always get better and get be more aware all right so let's jump into those three tools let's get the three tools quick and then we're gonna go to the last piece with that five second q a all right cool. what's the three so, tools tool number one tool number one is books Right, listen, I don't read. You better figure it out. I don't care what you do. Get yourself an audio book. Yep. Whatever you got to do, you got to read about wealth. You have to dive into, you know, I don't care if it's uh, bibliographies, all that kind of, listen, figure it out, right? Read about wealthy people, get their mindset, figure it out, right? And so I, I've mentioned it a number of times during this podcast, The Richest Man in Babylon is my personal favorite. That's the book that changed my life, right? I read Thinking Grow Rich. I think that's an awesome book. I mean, you know, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, very, you you know, but the thing for me, everybody's going to have that one for them. Mm-hmm. And for me, it is the richest man in Babylon. Totally. I, because it, it talked about what I, it, it spoke to my soul. First of all, yeah. it's written in like a biblical language, you know what I'm saying? But secondarily, it, uh, you know, it spoke to somebody who was dead broke. <laughs> Like, hey, I was there, but didn't have no money. Literally had, you know, less than $3 in my account. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's the kind of stuff. So I think reading books is the first tool. You got to have it. Nice. Tool number two. Tool number two is mentors. Man, you got to find some, you got to find somebody who, listen, I, listen, I'm blind, right? And so when I was a kid, you was probably kids, they was thinking, oh, they would have yo MTV cribs, right? You know, some MTV. And so people watch it on TV and they got, you know, you get all inspired. Oh, I want that. I want, well, that didn't do nothing for me, right? Mm-hmm. So I had to find a mentor. The cool thing is I have, you know, friends that have nice houses, nice cars that show me that it's possible, right? You got to have a mentor, somebody that's going to show you, wow, it really is possible. I think every, in life, a mentor is the key in everything yeah. in life. I don't care if it's wealth. I don't care if it's, you know, fathers. I'm talking about family. I don't care if it's emotion. A yep. mentor is the key. So, yeah. I, you know, I got to use that as one of my tools. Absolutely. 100%. <laughs> I agree with that. And tool number three, last one. Tool number three is giving. Ooh, y'all ain't want to hear that. Y'all want to hear that. Tool number three is actually giving. See, ten percent. Uh, I know I talked about saving ten percent, but ten percent of my income is set aside for giving. Right? I know there's gonna be somebody that's gonna need something. Right? So what I do is I automatically set aside something for somebody to ask me for something. Right? Mm-hmm. No, so it's crazy. Is people don't know, you know, that sometimes when somebody asks me something and I don't have uh, my gift fund is my gift fund is depleted. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I literally have a give fund. And I don't care if you're talking about charities, you got to do something good for somebody else, not expecting yeah. anything in return. It is a key uh, tool when it comes to wealth building. I promise you, I'm telling you what I know. You can argue me down all you want to, but I promise you, you're going to stay broke. Mm-hmm. I'm just being real. Yep. No, I, I totally agree with that, especially especially the giving part. One of the uh, things as I found in in relationships and, and especially during, you know, divorce is mm-hmm. that. I was always doing something, expecting for something in return, like, oh, nice job. Thank you. All that kind of stuff. What I realized is that I was always expecting something and not just giving just to give. And that was a big shift um, that I've made, especially in, in my relationship now is that I don't, I give just, I do to do, I give to give. And it's not, I don't, I don't expect any, I don't expect a thank you. I don't mm-hmm. expect this. And, and I, you know, lots of guys you know, come in than, than yeah. folks even realize. and they're like, well, my wife doesn't 
you know, praise me enough. Okay. What do you, what do you need? What do you pray? For what reason? Right. Like, are you then doing it to- your personal word boards of affirmation yeah. might be your love yeah. language and all that kind of stuff. But again, don't do they, she should just do that don't, because she loves you. Right. Don't, don't count don't on do it. it. Don't do it to exactly. get it. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. You, it you do it because you want to, like mm. I did you the dishes tonight. I did the dishes tonight because I want to. And I, I want also, to do that. Yeah, and and my wife does them a lot, so I didn't want her to do them, so I wanted to do them. You know, I don't, you know, and that's like, do I like doing them? No, fuck no, but I'm going to do it, and also I'm a part of the mess, so I should do it anyways, you know, and and stuff like that. So it's those are different things. That's one of the biggest things, and I love that, uh, especially as that last tool there too, because that one kind of solidifies all of them and just brings it all together. So, LA, we are at the five seconds. 10 questions, man. Okay. You all good? All right. Ready for it? We're going to go for it. I got yeah. the time. I'm saying I got the timer on, but I don't. So <laughs> if you go over five <laughs> seconds. All right. Question number one. Here we go. What's your favorite animal? Uh, lion. Lion. No, I love it. What's your uh, worker play? Uh, shoot. Work. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite word? Uh, phenomenal. Ooh, good one, good one. Top book recommendation for our listeners. I want that too easy. <laughs> yeah, I've been saying it all. I know. Time, that's right? why I was gonna say the richest man in Babylon by George Samuel Clayson. Nice, nice. Who's your hero? Oh wow. Um, goodness, that's a tough one, man. <laughs> I mean, I could just you got to go, God. You got to go, you know, a bunch of people. I got mentors, my mentors, and I got multiple ones. So I'll just say they are definitely my heroes. Nice, awesome. What is your deepest fear? Mm, I think that's like the whole you talk about it all the time, like not being enough, like not having what it takes in order to to do whatever it is that I want to to do in life. So that being oh, being enough thing. Yeah. Am I good enough? And do I have what it takes? Yeah. The two greatest uh-huh. questions of every man. So, all right, uh-huh. let's go. We are on. All right. Number seven. If you could go back in time to change any part of your life, would you? <laughs> I know I'm technically supposed to name no, but hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. You know, I love it. <laughs> Number eight. What do you wish you learned sooner? about money come on that, yeah. you know, seriously man i'm telling you i learned that stuff when i was 20 i remember somebody told me about rich dad poor dad when i was in college and it was just like i let it go in one ear and out the other man i'm telling you one of the dumbest mistakes. you little stuff like that would i go back and change absolutely i would you oh, see what yeah. i'm saying i would avoid it myself stuff. a whole lot of heartache yeah. <laughs> i agree i agree uh number nine do you prefer prefer the soft cloud version or the sword version of the truth Oh, wow. Goodness gracious. Well, I got a big for those two, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that's the only two ways you can give it. You can give it soft and fluffy or you can give it, give it nah, sore. not at all, man. You can just like, just be straight. Hmm, what would I, what would I, as long as it's the truth, I'm cool with it. So, <laughs> Because and even when it comes to delivering it, I can give it both ways. You understand? Yeah. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. I think, I think as long as it's the truth, I think that give me. Yeah, I get. That's tough because it depends on my mood. You know. <laughs> that's when so I'm, true too. If you prepare me, if you say, "Look, LA, I'm, I'm gonna give it to you straight. Give me the, give me the, give me the sword." But if you're just gonna drop it on me, come on, man. Let me get a look. You know, <laughs> give me some preparation. Yes, drop a yes. cloud on me. I'm gonna be cool with that. So gotcha. A mixture of both. A mixture of both. All right, last one. Last one. What's your biggest strength? Emotional intelligence. Mm, oh, man, I think that, man, I was just, I, I, you know, the, my Potter fans will know when I say occlumency. Literally, uh, I can be thinking something if I'm in a, especially in a business meeting and stuff like that, I could be thinking all kinds of stuff. You won't know. You're only going to know what I'd let you know, right? Mm. And so I, I can keep my emotions inside. I don't get all squirmy. I don't get, I'm cool. I'm laid back. I'll sit and I'll smile. And I'll say what needs to be said. I'm processing information. And so emotional intelligence, I have, and I had to grow it. So don't, it's not like I just yep. came from nowhere. Uh, I, I had to really learn that. And I had to really learn how to stay even keeled when I choose to be even keeled. See, emotions, let me just say this real quick and we'll close out. Yep, yep. Emotions 
are a tool, right? And so, and so losers allow emotions to dictate their actions, right? Yep. But winners choose which emotion to use to get the result that they're looking for. Boom, boom. It is being so. thought reactive instead of emotionally reactive. Mm, love mm, it, love it, love it. Awesome. Those are Fire. 10. Those are the 10 questions. Where can people get a hold of you, uh, LA? Where can they find you, connect with you? All over the place, man. First of all, you need to be a part of the brotherhood. Let's talk about that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got to be in the brotherhood. You already listening to the podcast, right? You might as well just come on and get connected with the brother, brotherhood. Uh, outside of that, you can reach me directly as the blind, at the blind master. I'm going to give you my cell number. It's 267 551-6279. Again, 267-551-6279. Text the word purpose. If you text the word purpose to me, then I'll know exactly where you came from and things like yeah. that. And then, you know what I'm saying? Whatever it is that I might be able to help you with, uh, I'll be able to factor in the simple fact that you got connected with me through Clay and the Purpose Infused Brotherhood and the podcast. Absolutely, man. Love it. That's love me it. doing love a voice it. just so y'all know. That's me in the, in the beginning. I don't know if y'all told y'all that. That is. <laughs> that is. It is L.A. in the beginning of the podcast here. So, yeah, man, L.A., thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. And, and again, I love this conversation, too, because it's it's really taken me. Oh, actually, I mean, I used it. And I answered some questions. We only scratched the that. scratch, y'all. Let's tell them. We only <laughs> scratched the scratch. Really did. You know what I'm saying? We only had an hour. Yeah. Imagine if you were able to really spend some time yeah. with us and ask the questions that you had on your mind and your brain. Right. And I'm telling you, we could take you to a whole nother level. So I'm going to shut up for right now. But I promise you, you only got an and you'll get the rest by being part of the brotherhood. And you'll also Absolutely. get a lot more of it in some of those different ways and different tactics as LA and I develop the course that we're going to utilize for financial, oh, financial health uh, in that, in the brotherhood, you're going to be able to get into that too. That's coming in a new year. Uh, yes. So we're super excited for that. And you guys are going to be, it's a six week course to go through. You're going to be able to learn a whole bunch of different things that, that you can take and you can put in place and tools that you can utilize right now to go from that poverty, get rid of those limiting beliefs financially and build that system for you for financial health and be on purpose and on fire financially. So LA, thank you very much, man, for being here today. Appreciate it. And uh, all you listeners, again, what we ask you to do is share this out. We ask you to download, go below, review, rate. The more that you do that, the more we get spread out. And guys, just go share it with one other person. So thank you. Have a great kick-ass week. LA, thank you again, and we will see you all next week.